I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. everybody to some something of an impromptu recording uh, something I'm, I'm thinking of trying out new which is just responding to new films and I had to with this one because when I stepped out of the cinema of Indiana Jones and the Die of Destiny my first thought was I need to speak to Dan Thomas about this so Dan <laughs> Thomas hello oh morning morning um yeah. it's so early where we are by the way everyone right so it's yeah. not we're not groggy from having just seen fucking Indiana Jones although I, I did come up feeling the way I do right now <laughs> Like, I need a big black coffee. Mm. Mm. And it's so impromptu that I haven't got a microphone or anything. We're doing this on my laptop. So apologies if I don't sound as crisp and clear as usual. But um, there we go. Um, yeah, so Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. <laughs> uh, what the... F- I mean, spoilers, by the way. We're going to be talking about the film. Well, not in detail, but we're going to bring up things that probably you wouldn't know if you haven't seen it. So if you haven't seen it, stop it now. This, I mean, not... Seeing the film, and um, come back when you've seen it. Mm. Oh, you cut out again. Oh, hang on. Yeah, so basically, make sure you've seen the film before you listen to the rest of this, because we're going to hit on things that are spoilery. Um, but that's probably more care that we're going to take than anyone who made the film is. So yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah. So, what, what was your overall impression when you came out? I was real, not real. I was quite sad. Yeah. And it wasn't just, it was, and it was a different sadness to um, uh, uh, whatever the fucking last one was called, Crystal, Crystal Skulls. Skulls. Yeah. That was a disappointment that I'd been waiting twenty years for that. Yeah. This I kind of knew wasn't. It's not. I knew this wasn't going to be a return of the glory days, but it was the fact that it was. It's such a somber film. Mm. It was such a joyless film. Yes, and it, and actually, I will say, I'm probably going to jump around with my thoughts a lot on this. Yeah, because <clears throat> obviously we couldn't really take notes like we usually do when we watch films. No. But um, it it made me rethink some of the things that Crystal Skulls did quite well. Yes, same. 
oh wow, now you're under a plane. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about this... that, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this is... No, we'll pretend we dropped this in. So in the last scene, in the plane... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the... The thing, the thing that really bugged me with it, it was so, like I say, joyless because everyone's really sad. They've done that thing that they did in Alien Three of like, you remember a happy ending from Aliens, yeah. where we've taken that away, mm. right? It doesn't matter how you feel about Mutt, mm. Indiana Jones was happy that he finally had a family. Yes, and that's gone. They've just gone. Oh, we need some more drama here. Fucking make him get chased by a boulder. Then you're gonna <laughs> kill his kid. It's Indiana Jones. Stop being. It's like watching a fucking Mike Lee film half the time. <laughs> like, it, 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 there was a knock at the door and then Indy opened it and it was the boulder from the first film and it chased him down the hallway. That'd be quite fun. <laughs> oh, it was a smaller boulder. Smaller going, boulder um, yeah. You probably won't remember me, but <laughs> um, you knew my father. Yeah, I've rolled a long way to get here. <laughs> We've rolled a long <laughs> way. Uh, I just want to say that our families are feuded and I think mm. it's time to make up. Dad's in trouble. He needs your help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that bastard. Yeah, well, he, what's happening is somebody's trying to force him into a square hole. Oh. I need your help. That sounds about right. <clears throat> um, yeah, talking of Mutt, I, I think that was the one thing in this film that worked for me. Mutt dying. Mutt being dead. <laughs> I have to say, Harrison Ford gives a brilliant performance yeah. in the bit where he says, and even even though it, Harrison Ford is genuinely a great actor, always yeah. has been, mm. you feel the emotion in his eyes, in his face, it's amazing. But even him delivering the line, my son is dead, <laughs> I literally in the cinema went, Way. oh, oh, because, uh, that's the that's the door now, or it's a boulder, oh, hang wait. on, wait a minute, it's the You're a, you can edit this, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, hang no, on. I'm not going to, but I could. Your bum pills, sir. Actually, don't leave it in. Um, yeah, the Mutt thing, because like you say, he, he shows really. Ex- ex- he, when she asks what he'd go back in time and change, or, you know, in that annoying way, she's like, Would you go and meet blah, 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 blah. And he goes, No, I'd stop my son going to Vietnam. And I was like, Oh. Yeah. But it feels like Harrison Falls just. Trouble is, everywhere else would keep going back in time to make sure he does go. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I was walking down the road with him and having an ice cream, sharing our thoughts. Someone came along and pushed him into the draft office. (laughs) (laughs) There wasn't even a war on at the time. Wait here till Vietnam starts, you little prick. (laughs) But it feels like Harrison Falls just learned how to cry because Ali Plum made him cry as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there's a... There's a... That plane. Mm. Um, The plane, the plane. Um, Master. (laughs) It's um, he's getting older, and I, it does feel. I wonder how much the the choice of tone and storyline was guided by Harrison Ford, because yeah. all these bloody legacy sequels he's done the last few years, yeah, have <clears throat> all got an aspect of tragedy with their kids, right? So, yeah. uh, what's it called? Star Wars yeah. had it, yeah. Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which is still a movie I love, but mm. it's the same thing, but with the daughter, yeah. Knock it off, yeah. If, I mean, he won't do anymore. He's run out now, unless he does witness. He could so, do Mosquito Coast 2. <laughs> Where's my son now? Well, yeah. we got fucking news to buy. Yeah. There's this place called the Viper Club. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I've met Vipers. Different Vipers. Different Vipers. You've met Snakes. He met um, Pricks. Hmm. Different sort of Viper. Uh, he could do another Jack Ryan film, where Jack Ryan's really old, and Alec Baldwin could play his son. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Mm. I, I hope he doesn't do any more now because he's no. I, it's be, also. I mean, the other thing talking to Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which flopped. Now I'm not yeah. sure how well this Indiana Jones film is going to do. 
Apparently not too well. By the yeah, not it. too well. And and we were kind of talking about this. It cost $300 million. $300 million. I'm guessing that was on the de-aging, which we'll get to in a moment. Yeah. Um, it cost too much. Because, again, this is this is not a Marvel movie. You know, it t- it's always been the case that the movies, uh, ticket sales are driven by younger audiences. It has right. been six, uh, 15 years since the last Indiana Jones. When you were a little kid, would you have pulled at your mother's sleeve to say, Mum, I must go and watch an 80-year-old man? No. 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 I mean, it. no, I wouldn't have done. Because it's, it's, this is not, this is our generation's movie series. Yeah. You can't spend Marvel money on it. No. I'm, I'm amazed it costs that much. There's Marvel films that don't cost that much. And it looks shite. Yeah, it does. I saw, uh, uh, I saw someone praising the cinematography the other day, and I was like, no. Yes, so did I. And yeah. I really think it's the one of the... Marvel has a house style, which is it looks a little bit shit. But I yeah. think, but actually, I know that's the plan. Yeah. They've gone for that. This just is a terrible-looking film. Yeah, it looks so flat and dark. And, uh, yeah, all too bright. Mm. Because there was bits I said, oh, I can't believe they didn't go to locations for these bits. It's yeah. just blue screen. And you said, no, no, they did. Yeah. It's just lit so badly it looks like they're in a studio or against a green screen. Yeah, like that motorcycle sequence where Phoebe, no, where he's chasing the train on the motorbike at the beginning. Yeah. I saw I sort of like sneaky shots of people filming the stunt double doing that bit. But when you watch the film, it looks fake. Yeah, it, so it looks the like point? they just put Aris Ford on a bike in an HTV weather studio hmm. and have somebody wobble it and go, yeah, you're on a bike, you're chasing someone. Right, somebody blow his hair. <laughs> and it, it looks... That, that whole first 20 minutes, um, it, the only thing that feels real in it is Toby Young, really. Yeah. <clears throat> and the bits in the trainer, all right, mm. with the Nazis, Yeah, um, which will get a bit alive. I, thought, I thought they were going to rip off um, King Solomon's Mines for a minute. <clears throat> They, well, they sort of did. Yeah, because he walks in that train full of all the Nazis having the drinks. I thought he was going to start singing. That I thought great. he was going to grab a trumpet. Yeah, oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> but it, it is. I very much thought of the King Solomon's mind scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that bit. And then they kind of do the same gag twice in this for some yeah. reason. Yeah. So it's it's 20 minutes. The opening sequence is... Um, it's a good start. The things mm. I like about it are in this bit. One, yeah. Nazis back. Mm-hmm. Two... Uh, he's finally after an ancient artifact. He's after well, they're actually weirdly the first MacGuffin isn't got anything to do with a movie. No. It's the Lance of um, Ramsey Street. You remember, yeah, Susan, yeah. And, Susan and Carl's boy. That's right. Uh, and uh, <laughs> whatever it's called, the Lance of Longinus. Yeah, which I thought made watches, but anyway. Mm. Oh, so it's the knife that killed Christ. That's right. The stabbed Christ. And I was really excited. Yeah. I was like, oh, that that sounds really like an interesting thing. And then they went. But anyway, uh, it, yeah, that's not real. Uh, we yeah. found this other thing on the back. It's a Casio uh, thing made by Archimedes yeah. in about 1952. I don't know. It's a tease made. It's a tease made. <laughs> tell you what it looks like. The Dial of Destiny, we see a little bit of it. Mm. It's Archimedes' thing, which is... Oh, I've forgotten what it's called. No, it's got a stupid long name. Carl Howman or something. Carl Howman, it's called, yeah. Uh, and it's it's a nobody nobody knows what it does for all the way through. It looks no. what it looks like is a hard drive, an internal hard drive from about nineteen ninety five. It really does, yes. Um, so, uh, but it's 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 just it's the war is ending. They're worried that this that Lance from Ramsey Street is going to get taken by the Nazis, so they they're trying to save his um, save historical artifacts. Toby Young and him, yes, he's called Bears, Bears, which is, is he a- called. Baz. He's oh, Basil. Basil. Basil, that's right. He's good. He's good. He calls him Baz. Okay. Uh, he's very good in it, and I think they've got yeah. quite a nice byplay. Obviously, the problem you have straight away is 
I mean, the first thing you see, really, mm. is de-aged Harrison Ford. Yes, which doesn't work for me. I mean, it works when he's got the hat on, but apart from that, he looks like a cartoon man. I, I'm going to not defend it that mm. much, but um, there's moments, usually when he's not moving his head, <laughs> which is key, yeah. um, where it is the best de-aging I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, and then he, and it genuinely looks like he's integrated in the scene in a way that I haven't, you know, certainly the Irishman doesn't do it no, very well. No. The problem is, they've then gone, let's put him in a 20 minute action scene, mm. and he does have to move his head quite a lot in that. And it's a bit, it really isn't that different when you use like an Instagram filter. And if you move your head yes. too quick, it can't keep up. Yeah. So the resolution changes, he blurs the, the proportions of his nose changes and where his mouth are it just his mouth goes rubbery yeah. but the other problem so this so you've already got when you're watching it going even if you're going oh you know what let's just try and enjoy the story and there's moments where it, like i say it does look all right but it's a bit like if you're watching netflix when your wi-fi is acting up you can't even enjoy the bits where it hasn't stopped yes because you're waiting for it to crash again yeah that's what i felt like watching this entire sequence although well, i thought the bomb gag was good the bomb gag. Yeah, where it lands in the rug and then slowly starts sliding down. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was good. That was a good action sequence. The mm. problem is, uh, in the old days, you would have had a... So he's hanging from his throat. Mm. Um, in the old days, you'd have had a stuntman doing that and then you would have cut to a close-up of Harrison Ford. Here, it's a combination of the two things. And it really... It breaks my brain. Yeah. Like, I know it's not him, but it looks like him and I'm doing extra work that I have to do if it was just a stuntman shot in a wide to pretend that's Har- Indiana Jones. It just, I didn't enjoy it because it, it's so fake on so many levels. It felt like classic indie during that whole sequence. And that's what's missing from the rest of the film is that it's just an old man shouting at people. Yeah, and that was the closest to mm. being an inventive action scene. Because mm. I was talking to my sister about this yesterday. Even Crystal Skulls, even though it was poorly executed, has interesting choices for yes. action scenes. Yes. Like the, the ants and the, the big <clears throat> wood, the, the tree crusher thing going through. Yeah. And obviously, you know, you've got the boulder, you've got the bridge and temple, you've got the bit with the tank in, mm. in um, uh, Crusade. This yeah. doesn't have anything. Mm. The biggest action scene, the one they've been using to advertise it, is is the fucking tuk-tuk chase. And it's so boring. This, which is not as good as the one in Octopussy. No, it's not. He doesn't say, um, rupees, and throw money up in there. No, it goes on for so long. And every time you think it's finished, it carries on. Or well, this film, or that chase. Well, a bit both, really. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a bit in this film later on where, um, <clears throat> when Indy gets shot and they take him away, that bit I was thinking, oh, good, we're at the end because I was kept looking at my phone because I had to go and pick up my kids from school and I thought, at the, on the day I thought, well, there's no way I'm going to be late. This film can't be that long. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and I was looking at my phone, thinking, how long is this film left? Because I've got to go and pick up my kids. <sighs> and send them to Vietnam. Yes. Um, um, I, I did it, enjoy the bit where when Phoebe Waller-Bridge turns up and shows Indy a photo of him, her, and Toby Jones when they're when they're all younger, and the photo of him still looks like a really bad cartoon. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, do you remember this period when you knew my father when you were a cartoon? Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I was married to Kim Basinger in Cool <coughs> World. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's. I, I, you know, yesterday you texted me and said, 300 million. Mm. You can't see where it's gone. It hasn't even gone to the fucking Photoshop department. No. I can... You, you've seen you the could, stuff I can do. <laughs> you could easily do that, yeah. I could have had a picture of Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Toby Young and Harrison Ford sitting in a shitter reading the Racing Post and you would have gone, oh, I guess he posed for that. Yeah. 
Right? That's how, and I could have done that on my phone. And you'd have put a grown-up picture of Phoebe Waller-Bridge's head on a child, and it would have looked quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, with the words child written yeah. on a forehead, yeah. just to be clear. <laughs> I saw Mark Commode say something weird yesterday. Because I've been sort of soaking in people's reviews of this to see what they thought. Yeah. And Commode goes, Toby, Young, Toby Jones, sorry, not Toby Young, Toby Jones, who steals the film. And I'm like, does he? Um, He's in like two, two to three scenes. I, I, I have to say, I, I wouldn't say stealing it isn't wrong, but I, I was really enjoying him in the first twenty minutes. Well, and yeah. had he, had he been the, um, I don't know how they would have done it, but had he been the sidekick? This is what I was saying to someone I yesterday. May enjoy it more. Wouldn't it be better if you know when they get to Morocco and you've got that boring bit of the man going, "You said you'd marry me." Oh yeah. It would be funny if that was Toby Jones and it was a woman. And and so yeah. so Indy could look at Toby Jones and go, well, "She's in love with you," and he'll be like, "You know, a bit like in Last Crusade." That would have been better. I, that's the other thing. So it feels like they've gone for. They've spent three hundred minutes. They do mm. need the fourteen-year-olds' fucking money, right, yeah. for this to be a hit. And they've gone, "Who do fourteen-year-olds like? Who's young and hip and with it?" Yeah, Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yeah, who I enjoy this, and I do enjoy the. I enjoy her vibe. She's ve- she's a little bit miscast because she's supposed to be this international uh, antiquarian thief, right? Mm, mm. Uh, so it doesn't quite work. Should have been Ian McShane. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he keeps looking at the camera going, fucking hell, you've got to pick up your kids in 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> um, it's dragging, isn't it? It's oh, dragging. And I'm dying to drop mine off. <laughs> For a while. Mm. Um, she's all right. But uh, there's a there is a moment where in the in a semi action scene at the start where she's met Indiana Jones and she's trying to get away from what turns out to be the Nazis. It's never really explained. No. Oh, we get a Boyd Holbrook as well because I like Boyd Holbrook. I like Boyd Holbrook and he's been he's, in a few Mangold films, hasn't he? So. He has, and he this mm. is I mean this is beyond thankless. So I, yeah. I know there was some re-editing. I don't know if he had a bigger part originally. Yeah. But he is one of the few people who feels like oh he's a movie star in the old fashioned way. Yes. Yeah, he's great. Um, but yeah, and he's making some lovely choices in this. I was watching him in scenes where he hasn't even got any dialogue; he's just in the background, and he's fully committed to the bit. Yeah, and the role. And he seems great. to have fake teeth as well to make him a bit. He's, more, yeah, and mm, you know that's southern. his choice. Good. Yeah. I think I should have big teeth. Mm. Um, he's great. But anyway, she's trying to get away from the Nazis, and she's running across a rooftop. And she did remind me of that Roger Moore story, where the director said, "Right, you're going to come around this corner and you're going to run." And he goes, "No, no, you do no, no, no." Well, I tell you what, I don't really run. Well, why not? Well, I'll show you. And then he does the run, yeah. and he goes, "Okay, so you're going to walk around the corner." Right? And it, and she had slightly the walk, I, the run I imagine Roger Moore had on that yeah. day. Yeah, um, she's not. I don't think this is going to turn her into like the new fucking whoever Emma. Blunt or anything, Emma Blunt, Emma, Emily Blunt, Blunt. Emily Blunt. Mm. Yeah, she's not an action star. No, she. I don't. I didn't have a huge problem with her. I just thought. It, I thought she was in keeping with the film in being a bit meh. Yeah, there was just some slightly considering how long we've waited and considering how much money was being. All mm. the choices feel a little bit first draft. Yeah, they do. Mm. But but on the other hand, that's good because in some ways because. Actually, to some extent, I do want the first idea with an Indiana Jones film. I want an old artifact. I want some fucking Nazis. Mm. I want a nasty bad guy. But when it's coming to get into so in terms of the broad strokes, I quite like the broad strokes. Yeah, um, it's the fact that they 
little choices that made me go, oh, well, this action scene's not very interesting. That's the and problem, there, and, and that's before we even take away the fact that it's badly executed. Yeah. You know, the, the, the tuk-tuk chase, as bland as it is, we've mm. seen it a million times, it would have been better if it had felt like it was physically done, like the chase on the bike and the car in uh, Crystal Skulls. You mm. know, that's physical. They're driving through a town. Yeah. They're actually doing it. Yeah. And there's none of that in this. Nope. No, it's really annoying. But also, going back to the Boyd Holbrook thing, I did enjoy the way they set him, the other baddies up, and Mads in that scene in the hotel room. Right. So they felt lived in, you know, with with them getting the room service and then Mads doing that speech about, did you win the war and all that. That was quite good, I thought. Yeah. But he doesn't have much to do after that. It was an interesting bit of um, uh, racism. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's meant to be racism. It's a shorthand uh, way of you getting you to hate the villain, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, which I think it worked. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it was a, it was an interesting choice, but then it's Mads Mikkelsen who is really good in it. Oh, he's great. He just doesn't have no, he doesn't have enough to do for me. Well, villains often don't. You realise mm. how a lot of the time you can you bring in really good actors. That's why they bring in really good actors to play villains because a lot of the time you haven't got enough scenes with them. You just go right. You have to do something terrible. We have to shorthand it. Um, so you're not in that many. You, like Gary Oldman's barely in like Air Force Leon. One. Oh yeah, I was gonna say Leon. Yeah. Well, Leon he makes an mm. impact in that because mm. he's so drunk. Yeah. You, see, you notice he stumbles in on some scenes he wasn't even meant to be in because he's hammered. <laughs> Works though. <laughs> I think everyone it. should do it. <laughs> I tell you what, my problem is though the MacGuffin in this film, as you mentioned earlier, is a bit vague. My biggest problem with the MacGuffin in this film is that it works. It shouldn't work. What, the, the actual device works? The actual device, when they're talking about it being time travel and everything. It's like, you know, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, it's like, we're going to open this thing and we're going to be in, we're going to have all this power and it ends up killing them. Yeah. Temple of Doom, the stones, a bit vague on that one, but, you know, they work. And then Holy Grail, obviously, he drinks from the wrong cup. Yeah. That's the, that's the trope of Indiana Jones. In this, when he actually starts the device... But the grail does work, because he uses your yes, artillery. that's true. But, <clears throat> but only for the goodies, not for the baddies. Mm. In this, when he uses the dial, what should happen is it goes completely wrong. And I know it does kill them, but not directly. It works. It shouldn't work. And from that point onwards, it feels like a really bad Bill and Ted's film. <laughs> Hello, uh, I am Archimedes. Would you like me to come to your university thing... and give a lecture? <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, dude. Yeah. I, I, um, I didn't have that much of a problem with the fact that they go... Well, all right. I don't I don't mind him going back in time. I didn't mind that. Oh, what I, I did that. mind... I didn't mind it at all. Mm. I hate that it looks like uh, 2002 <clears throat> CGI, which is something yeah. we're saying a lot of the minute. Yes. Yeah. Is it, and I think you put on Twitter, mm. everyone must be knackered. It's like yeah. slave labour. Yeah. There's not enough people doing it. They keep closing studios. So it doesn't look very good. You yeah. don't feel like you're there. You know, they've hired about three extras to stand by a bit of rubble, and then the rest is CGI. It's just the um, from Horrible Histories as well. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm glad they're working. Yeah. Um, because oh, they're not getting enough work done, boys. No. And um, so they... I don't like the the way it happens. I don't mind... I, I thought he was going to stay there, honestly. I was laughing my head off when he said that. I'm going to stay. Because I kept thinking about Imagine watching Raiders of the Lost Ark, nudging someone and going, he ends up living with Archimedes, you know. Is he now? I can see that coming. Mm. I imagine if he was like, I want to stay because I've always wanted to have sex with Archimedes. What? 
Where did this come from? <laughs> but no, and this is what annoys me, right? Is because <clears throat> we make this huge deal, and the extra plane thing really pissed me off. It feels really lazy. But anyway, we make this huge deal about how hard it is to get to the exact point because of what was he talking about? Continental Drift. Continental was it Drift. Yeah, the John Belushi film. You have to watch Continental Drift. Um, he makes this huge deal about how is how imprecise the dial is. Then he gets thumped and wakes up in bed. And I just thought that's a bit of a cheat because well, right at the end, yeah. So yeah, so they've got he gets punched in the face by Phoebe apparently yeah. by Phoebe Waller Bridge <laughs> apparently so hard mm. that he stays asleep <laughs> for the time it takes him to get him on the plane. Mm. Through the time portal, mm-hmm. which is still just in Sicily. Yeah. Then they got land. Mm. They got a, get a plane back to New York. It's a, back then. He's been unconscious from one punch for three days. <laughs> also, they've had to get him through customs, mm-hmm. passport control, just holding him up like fucking weekend at Bernie's for. Th- that's the movie I want to see. Yeah. Unconscious Harrison Ford being dragged along by Andrew McCarthy and Phoebe Waller Bridge, right? <laughs> Because and he just wakes up going, "What happened? I, I punched you four days ago, you fucking wimp." I thought he was just going to die of the gunshot. I thought that would have been a more interesting end. Uh well, not a cut in the very end, but mm. it, it, it just definitely has to be the ending. So there's the, yeah. there's a slow vignette in on his hat drying on a on a washing line, yeah. and you think it's about to close, and his hand comes in and grabs it as if to say, "I'm not done yet. Please be done." Please be done. I, I wish the hat had blown away, to be honest with you. Got on fire. Um, oh, we haven't talked about the very first thing we see, which is also gutting, mm. which is um, him in the 60s. The first thing you see is Harrison Ford Topless. Now, Harrison Ford Topless, mm. he is, I guess, he was 79 filming this. Yeah. And for 79, he looks great. Yeah. But there is an aspect of... Oh. I, I didn't enjoy his chicken legs. I didn't enjoy his chicken legs. And it's like, there's nothing there that makes you go, oh, wow, Indy's back. I bet he's going to punch some Nazis cold later. No, he's going he, to break his little hands. Imagine being a 13-year-old kid all excited to go and watch an Indiana Jones film, even though they wouldn't be. And the, one of the first things you see is a little old man with chicken legs. You're yeah. like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm behind this guy winning the day. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I, did, I was going to take my kids to see this. Mm. And I know that my, my youngest would have seen that bit and gone, Who's the hero? Mm. He's the hero. My kids what? just got very bored from the tuck tuck onwards. It's very boring. <laughs> well, I, what I, I initially I quite enjoyed the deliberate pace of it because yeah, because um, actually you know, Raiders takes a bit of time to get going. There's a lot of not in a bad way, but there's deliberate scenes. That, yeah. I mean, my favorite scene in all of Indiana Jones is the one where um, what's his name Tubbs from Star Wars Porkins. Hawkins was yeah. tub, tubs, I'm sorry, yeah. uh, from Star Wars comes and they have that conversation. Yes. He goes, didn't you go to Sunday school? And he has that expression. That's my favourite scene because well, the music uh, builds up hmm. and it feels amazing. The equivalent of this scene, the equivalent of this movie is uh, where they're talking about the actual artefact is shot really high up on a jib looking down hmm. in what is clearly a set with... Uh, it, the dialogue is so boring. Yes, and considering it's written by award-winning playwright Jez Butterworth, mm. which, by the way, you're 58, get Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy, right? yeah. Um, <clears throat> and there's four writers on it. It's mad, Mangold. it? mad. Because when you, you mentioned that, when they talk about the actual artefact, they do a few times, but I'm nowhere near clearer as to what it does by the end um, of it. I'm just like, what does it do again? 
It calculates fissures in time. So it's basically the map from Time Bandits. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, it is exactly that. Yeah. So it'd be better if it was a map rather than a weird, vague clock. I did like oh, it, yeah. though. It felt a bit like Paul Hogan when they found Archimedes and he was wearing a wristwatch. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like the Aborigines in Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> you can't take my picture. You've still got your lens cap on. Uh, I did quite like that touch. I did. Mm. But then, but then uh, it, again, it felt like, I wonder what this is about. And it's like, oh, it sets up a mystery in a really boring way. Uh, thing, who just, cares at that point? You know, because you want the film to end by that bit. The, well, sure. But even then, oh, actually, there's a weird thing going, this, um, what is that? A dragon. And then she goes, this dragon's got propellers. Yeah. Do you notice that they didn't cut to a close up of it? No, that was it. I was thinking, that, what, that could have been, what are you talking about? Because, I mean, I'm not a director. I have, but I mean, I could have directed that scene better because you have to have a, a push close-up mm. indie look at this. Yeah. Cut to it, close in, music swells. Why does this dragon have a propeller? Yeah. And then cut back to Indiana Jones going, all right, something's up here. None of that. She just goes, this dragon's got a propeller. He goes, oh, is it? Anyway, I'm just over here having a shit. Yeah. Right? It just... <laughs> I've got to change my, my male pads. It's so badly... It's not well-directed. It's not. It's badly executed. I, mm. I saw somebody go, the praise was mainly for the direction. Why? It, it's no. too long. It's yeah. too slow. As deliberate as bits of it should be. It's half an hour too long. Um, and it doesn't need to be. I mean, that could have been tightened in the edit. Oh, easily. There's so many bits you could lose from this. Um, yeah, you don't need the subplot with her and her fucking ex-husband. No. All, with all due respect, you don't need that little kid either, really. No, he's. I mean, he only serves one purpose to be kidnapped. That's it. Who? Yeah, who went? I want to fly the plane. Yeah, but uh, yeah, mm. but uh, your sidekick doesn't need a sidekick. No. The whole Antonio Banderas thing. Which is, why is Antonio Banderas in it? For, for I'm guessing he read that he only had to say about three things, and he was going to be paid probably about two million quid. Oh yeah, like, but yeah, I just right. don't know why they approved him. Like there's. No. It's it's an odd choice to have some a bigger name there when you just have a really good character actor. Yeah, that um, could, I was thinking that could have been like one of Salah's mates or something. Yeah, you didn't need to. Oh, we didn't talk about this yet. Oh yeah, Salah's in it. Salah's in it. One thing I'll say wouldn't have happened in this day and age. Hmm. You don't get a Welshman to play an Egyptian anymore. That no. those them days are over. But I guess this is like my sister was saying. Going at this point, I guess that one just gets waved through. I think it does, yeah, because it's a legacy thing, isn't it? But yeah, I agree. But uh, there's a moment when he saves him. He saves Indiana Jones, and then they get in a car and they go, "Quick, Indy, we have no time to lose." And then runs slower than anything I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I meant to mention earlier as well when when you said about he takes the hat off of the line. Yeah. We should say that the reason he does that, or just before that, is that Marion's in it. Yeah, Marion's in it. Um, and they repeat the scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark, which I always hate when they do that in sequels. Yeah, because they're not going to remember that happened. No. It was 42 years ago. Mm. You're not going to yeah. remember the time I kissed your elbow? What? You know, mm. it's when was this? Uh, 1942? No, what are you talking about, Mate, you mad cow? I've just met Archimedes. I'm a bit shook. Yeah, I'm a bit sure. I've been unconscious for three days. Don't know how that happened. I probably, I'll be honest with you, I think I've had an embolism, right? <laughs> but they start a snogging. Then we cut to the hat outside and he takes it in. So I'm thinking he needs that hat to fuck. Yeah. Hang on a minute. I've got to get my fuck out. 
Because that's the only explanation. Why would he go and grab it when he's in the middle of snogging Karen Allen? Well, unless he's just got where's my hat? And he goes, it's absolutely drying on the line. He goes, it can't be exposed to the sun. It'll bleach, you mad bitch. <laughs> Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Though I should point out the Daily Mail said that she's unrecognizable. Oh, I, I, I saw that. And fuck them. I think she's incredibly recognizable because she's Karen Allen. Yeah, because she's she's Karen Allen. Yeah. She's got the same face. She's lovely. Oh. Everyone loves Karen Allen. I wish they... Do you know what? As, I By the end, with that ending, I really wish they hadn't killed Mutt. Yeah. I wish... I, I do almost wish... It would have been... I know I probably... If it had happened, I'd be like, oh, that's bullshit. Mm. But if, like, somehow he did something in the past to change history, and then Mutt comes in, and would be like, oh, all right. Yeah. Because I do what... Because it's still... Considering this is the last one, it's a really sad ending. He's lost his son. Yeah. What's the fucking point? Yeah. Give him a happy ending. He's had a long, hard life. Imagine if Karen Allen's like, I'll just put the groceries away. And Indy's like, no, no, don't open that door. And she opens it. And the short round of a sex swing. <laughs> this is your son. What? Yeah, you changed history. Oh, but shit. he's, oh, fucking hell, how did this happen? I mean, genuinely, no, genetically. I'm very surprised he wasn't in it, by the way. Um, Yeah. Just for a little cameo at the end. Oh, uh, right. How would we have squeezed that in? Well, Salah comes in with the kids and the groceries. Then Marion comes in, and Short Round could have just turned up as well and said, "How are you doing? I've heard you've been ill." Yeah, yeah. Just, oh, a, just a, a queue of people. Yeah. Please welcome Alison Doody, <laughs> the man you hit pushed into the propellers in Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> he, he comes in like half a body. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I won't shake your hand. Alison Doody would have been nice to see, though. Yeah. Always nice to see Alison Doody. She looks exactly the same, now. Yeah. Exactly the same. It would be confusing, if anything. Um, I'm, I'm glad they didn't go too mad on the cameos. Mm. Um, so you'll probably find there's t- tons of Easter eggs in this, but we still couldn't see the propeller. The dragon, the propellers. Yeah, yeah. Well, they did foreshadow the dragon, didn't they? Because when they're in that town, the little annoying kid watches a puppet show of a dragon attacking... Oh, do they? I just, yeah. I might have drifted off. I might have been eating some 
because I was fairly bored by that point. I was as well, but I remember thinking, why are we seeing this? And then when she mentioned the dragon, I was like, oh, okay. In fact, <clears throat> there's a bit where she does a magic trick and I didn't understand mm, the fo- what the that was foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah, I didn't understand that what that was foreshadowing until yesterday when I was going through the IMDb trivia. What was it foreshadowing? I've missed so that. it's uh, so she's doing the trick and she and she's always forcing the card. She goes, "I'm making, I'm giving you the impression of free will, but actually, I'm controlling the outcome." Right. And apparently, that's so. That's that's like even though they think they've got control over which portal they're going through because they stole the second part of the dial from a coffin that has a wristwatch and a propeller, it, they were always destined to end up with Archimedes. Okay. It's not, doesn't quite work, no. but that is apparently what they were going for. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Also, the airplane bit was foreshadows as well, wasn't it? Because when you first meet the kid, he's being taught how to fly a plane by... Yeah. With, with bits of trinkets. Yeah. Um, which is handy. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was so long before I went. I vaguely went. Oh yeah, you can sort of fly a plane as long as it's indoors on a table. Yeah, that's brilliant. That bit where he's flying through the air on a table. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was going to be another cameo. Do you know when someone wakes up in the back of the plane? I thought, oh, who's this going to be? Someone from a previous Indiana Jones film? No, it's just a random Greek bloke. Yeah, who has gone back in time and come back presumably and never talked about it. No, 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 no. Well, there's a lot of stuff in this that it's just like would break the world mm. because the other Indiana Joneses don't do this. There is in the first scene set in 1969 is the astronauts coming back from the moon or something. Yes, and as you probably remember from that day in our history, nothing happened. Yeah, in that there's Nazis chasing cancer horses, mm. <laughs> which I think would have been remembered. So you're right though we mentioned earlier because that's. The, the, the lady's supposed to be CIA, but is working with the Nazis. The other guys are meant to be Nazis, but they're American. And at the end, when they turn up at the airport, with his, his plan is to go back to 1939 and kill Hitler and take over, isn't it? Yeah, that's never really clarified. No, and they've got a, a, a genuine bomber from 1939 sitting in a hangar full of lads dressed up as Nazis. Yeah, where'd they get them? Where'd you get can't, them? Where are you going to go to Shores the Drapers to get... Yeah, I want... Black suits, yeah. Can you do that? Yeah, and a couple of other little. Uh, you got I want any Hugo other... Boss, Hugo Boss styling, yeah. and also I was thinking sort of gold leaf on the collars, <laughs> right? What sort of gold leaf? Well, I sort of eagerly. What? Yeah, and some a bit of red, right? Where? Just around the arms. You'd get nervous, wouldn't you? Even if you were like a really old Nazi, if yeah. you were trying to explain the outfit you wanted, you'd be getting like shy going. And I, I was like, sort of, really patent leather boots and, oh, uh, <laughs> A what now? Sorry? Just, just, I tell you what, can you just give me a few black strips of cloth and I'll do them myself later. All right, all right. But yeah, it's like, it's that, it's like that um, last Star Wars movie. It's like, so there's a bomber sitting in a hangar for how long? Full of actual Nazis for how long? <laughs> well, I think they were... I don't think the Nazis were staying there. They were probably somewhere mm. else and just uh, the ones who got embarrassed and go to the shop to go, yeah, I got, I'm lucky for a costume. Yeah, yeah. this one, yeah, you're going to part you. So, fucking hell, yeah. But overall, I would still put it fourth. This movie? Mm. Oh, yeah, it's, it's... it's It hangs together better, even though it's boring. It hangs <laughs> together better than the Crystal Skull. The Crystal Skull just it only waits... Basically, as soon as it gets out of the fridge, it's downhill all the way. Uh... 
Yeah. And yeah, with, with this, it it's when he gets out of the... Uh, oh, when well, they get back from the boat, it's downhill all the way. There's moments where I, I can appreciate the talent of the director, even in Crystal Skulls now. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I keep thinking, I watched it again, and I didn't remember the shot where this when they've been captured by the Russians and he's tied to a chair and his silhouette is on the cloth in the foreground. Oh, yes. And him, and like, you just still go, oh, you know what? Spielberg is a magically yes. talented director. So gifted, yeah. And there's nothing, there's there's none nothing of, that. of that in this. It's very workmanlike. But I don't know why they gave it to this guy. Because the thing is, even though he's done sort of action before, it's, it's very much dad movie action. Yes. You know, um, humour and uh, even Logan... A mm. film I like about as much as I can enjoy a superhero film because mm. it's basically unforgiven. Yes, but it's not yes. whiz bang like an Indiana Jones thing is. So no. it does feel like he's made another dad film for 300 million fucking dollars. Funnily enough, the person who probably would have done the best job with this is J.J. Abrams, and I wouldn't want him anywhere near it. Um, yeah, because at least he's gone back a little bit to more physical effects. And the, the biggest yeah. problem with this is it's it's it feels like you're in. It feels like a Robert Rodriguez fucking thing. It oh, feels God, like, where'd right, you make this? I right, yeah. oh, made it in a garage in Texas. <laughs> yeah, it fucking shows. And the, if I, the bit, I can't believe that the New York scenes were filmed in Glasgow because yeah. it looks like it was filmed on fucking Sesame Street. I tell you what, though, there is one one iconic Spielbergian shot in this. Right, and it's the bit where Boyd Holbrook he, he does like a handbrake turn in that Cadillac, and it's like a beauty queen in the front seat. And it turns around and she comes right up close to the camera screaming. And I thought, that's very Spielberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the trouble is Spielberg by that point would have done about 10 shots like that. And that's the only one in the film. Yeah. I, that, that scene, I think that the CGI in that scene is worse because everything mm. looks fake. Yeah. In the background. And then there's a stunt double. God, why? In the old days, you just get a stunt double who looks a bit like Harrison Ford and you move the fuck on. Mm. They glued a fake Harrison Ford head on to a stunt double, and every time he has to move his head, it just doesn't look natural. No. At one point, he's got a really thin neck because they've had to try to make it work. And it's the same with the guy on the motorbike with the train, because I saw the pictures. He's wearing a Harrison Ford mask. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's just fucking weird. He's like that guy from I Think You Should Leave. Too much shit on me. I can't <laughs> I ride the much... bike. <laughs> I don't want to be Harrison Ford anymore. I don't want to be here. What, what do you mean you don't want to be here? I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> the, the gag is, Indy rips his head off. Oh, okay, that could work. <laughs> anyway, we could we could spend all day chatting about this, but I think we've got some something off our chest here. Yeah, anything else you particularly loathed? We should go one thing we loathed and one thing we liked. Okay, one thing I loathed. I think as I mean, I'll go go back to what I said before. I loathed that MacGuffin worked. It's not supposed to work. It's supposed to go bad. It's supposed to. What should have happened is when he lined up the thing and they went through the fissure. Um, everybody touching the dial should have just like aged horribly or died horribly, and everyone else will be fine. And they could have been in some sort of astral plane and then come back to Earth, and it was all good. But the fact that it worked just. I, I wasn't even eye rolling. I was just laughing. That's what mm. I loathed. You. Um, there was one, I mean, I hated most of the special effects, but there was one mm. that really struck out me in the opening sequence where he, it's a wide, it's a long distance shot of Indiana Jones climbing up onto the train and then running along the top. Oh, yeah. And you just see him in silhouette against the moon. And mm. I swear to God, it looks like the fucking, it looks like stop motion. It's so shit. Yes. It, it goes, it's too quick. It looks rubbish. It looks like fucking Coraline is running over a train or something. Yeah. Um, that was the worst shot for me. Mm. Uh, someone I loved, uh, 
loved fucking hell. I mean, I, I love that they. It's it was a step back to like proper antiquities and not alien bollocks. Yes. Uh, and I thought Mad, Mads Mikkelsen looks looks. There's no problem with that casting, even though he could do the part in his sleep, and sometimes he looks like he did. He's still perfect and fills that gap. I love that he got to have a couple of fags because I know he's a smoker, so that must have been nice for him. <laughs> I had the yeah. same thought. He goes, yeah. "Oh, it's nice to let somebody smoke in films again." Mm. And I was thinking, this is 1969. Everybody, even the kid, would be smoking, and he's the only one smoking in it. Yeah. Mm. Well, actually, I do have a question about 1969 in general. Why, mm. why have they gone with the? Why is it set to the backdrop of the moon landing thing? I guess because it's like a event in history that's kind of like a a step away from the world indies from and a, a step into the future where machines and technology becomes more of a focus than an okay. adventure. Well, not made clear though. Yeah, it, it's, it doesn't look good. I mean, that sequence looks terrible. That doesn't look like New York at all. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of things in this going, well, if you can't do it, it's like they've read the script going, we'll have to do it somehow. Mm. Or you could not write that. Yeah. Like, like, cause it's well, just so have it on the telly. You don't have to have a parade. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And have the action scenes somewhere else. Mainly the problem I have is they've written something and have not been able to execute it. Like the fact that the f- it, it, 20 minutes is a long time to have a de-aged character. Mm. Because there's to- it's too much time to watch it break and it does a lot. It does a lot, yeah. And they could have just gone, well, let's just not do that. Let's just have somebody... You two- <laughs> The film is 20 minutes too long. You've got this 20 minutes at the start that's really hard to do. Just have him tell somebody, oh, we nicked this thing. Yeah. You're done. Mm-hmm. Well, and you've saved yourself $50 million probably. Yeah. The thing I loved, I think, was just the the bomb bit because it felt very Spielberg. Yeah, that was good. Everybody stopping and looking at this bomb that's just landed in front of them and slowly watching as it creeps through the rug and the hole in the floor. Which is which? And you know what they've ripped that off from? What? Money Pit. Ah, oh, yes. Of course. <laughs> yes. Fuck. Yeah, a Spielberg was, production. But yeah, but the thing that yeah, that was the thing that for me that really worked. But of course, that's in the bit where Indy should work because it's in World War Two. Yeah. How would you feel if they recast? Because Harrison Ford has said you can't recast it. How would you feel about recasting it? I wouldn't mind. I, I was to, thinking, it'll have to be right, obviously, but I wouldn't mind. I don't think they should, but I will always have the itch for that kind of adventure. Mm. Um, I don't leave Indiana Jones because he's so iconic. What I would say is, if they wanted to reboot uh, the Richard Chamberlain, mm. <laughs> King Solomon's Mines, I'd be well up for that. Well up for it. Just keep the score and change everything else. Yes, or, or do another Rocketeer film set in World War Two. Why aren't they doing another Rocketeer film? Because no one watched the first one, I suppose. But that hasn't stopped them in That's the past. True. They did do another full Full House series or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, Disney Disney must be thinking we should do another Rocketeer because we ain't got much left that we can fuck over again. But Disney are on the. Disney are going the way of Warner Brothers if they're not careful, right? Because yeah. they obviously they lost money and they've got to get get rid of Willow off of Disney Plus. Yes. This is gonna cost a fucking fortune for them. Yep, yep. I don't think they're making any money off of this. No way. Uh so they've got to be more careful. They're being a little bit silly these days. I, I'm not I'm not the head of a major corporation, but I'll say this. I think they're being a little bit silly. I do. I think they're making a lot of mistakes that they got away with. Ten years ago, they won't now. Yeah. Anyway, we'll leave it there, and we'll get on with our Saturdays. Thanks very much for putting up with us moaning, and and for the sound quality and the airplanes. Um, but we wanted to get this off our chest, so thank you and thank you, Dan. Thank you very much. I'll speak to you soon. Speak to you soon. Goodbye. Bye.
softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.